everybody. Welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Juicy Bits Givanisi, and today we're talking about writing words on the internet. Joining me on the show is a good friend and full-blown productivity nerd who now spends his time helping service-based entrepreneurs automate their businesses one-on-one. You can find out more by visiting ZacharySexton.com. So, ZacharySexton.com, welcome to the show. Hey, I am so excited to be here. I'm guessing those juicy bits came from that cucumber you sat on with uh, Thomas in episode number one. <laughs> no, it's a beer, actually. It's a beer, it's a beer by Weldworks. Do you already have people tweeting middle, middle names for you? No, I don't. And that's sad. Um, I actually, you know, I haven't never, I haven't asked anybody to tweet it, but I mean, I'm not, I don't have that many downloads, so there's not that many listeners. It's still a pretty new show, but, uh, I had, I actually had to text my friend, uh, two nights ago when we recorded the episode with Stephanie. So episode, the second episode, um, and I was like, Hey, do you have a, uh, a nickname for me? And he was like, Oh man, that's, it's a tall order. <laughs> I was like, yeah, come up with it right now. And he came out with, uh, um, the like matrix revolution is just the best matrix or something like that. So I just kind of like took it and yeah. So no, I had to literally had to reach out to a friend to, to get it done. All right. So, I'll, I'll rapid fire 10 at you after the show. I already wrote you a review. So if people haven't written a yeah. review. Yeah. So right. you can do it on, do it on Twitter. That'd be good. At Matt Giovanisi on Twitter. Learn how to spell it. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, before we get started, Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and MoneyLab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, MoneyLab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. I also want to mention that our last episode, which was published just yesterday, so we're recording this on a Tuesday and that went out Monday. Um, So we're recording this a little bit early before this goes out the following Monday, but that episode got 155 downloads which is about the same as the first episode. So right now, with the service that I'm using, I can't see individual stats for each episode, but I'm hoping that feature gets added pretty soon. And I'm sure it will, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, if it's not there already. Uh, I, so it's a service that I like really a lot. It's super easy to use, and it's called Transistor.fm, and they are not a sponsor of the show. They actually never asked me to do this. Uh, but I just wanted to give them a shout out because they're helping me launch this podcast. So are they similar price to Lipson? Because I'm thinking about jumping ship and I, I like the way that your player format looks. Oh yeah. Uh, the built in player format's pretty sweet. N- no, I don't know. To be honest, uh, I actually don't know the price because he gave me a special price that I'm not going to mention, um, as a beta user to, you know, get the podcast started. Uh, I think, I don't want to give a price because I have no idea. I don't think it's technically live yet, to be honest. Like, I think it's still in beta. So I think just he's got a handful of people testing it. But one of the people he does have testing it is friggin' Cards Against Humanity. They They have have a show. They have a podcast called the Good News Podcast, and they they're using his service, which is pretty awesome. Now, and that literally like names, you could just open up your nine boxes of Cards Against Humanity. True, (laughs) just pull one at random. (laughs) What was the one that we had over Christmas break? It was like something in something in a uh, dumpster juice in the sheets between the sheets. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I can't remember. There's a couple of the cards in that deck that are. I don't want to say the word. I'm not going to say the Trump card, but I just did. So it's like those cards where no matter what you do, you throw it down. And you're like, okay, that card wins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dick fingers. Dick fingers. Yeah. That's a, that, <laughs> that works every time. Doesn't work, it works for everything. doesn't even matter. doesn't matter the context. Um, 
So yeah, I just, I, again, I just want to give a shout out to them. Um, and they, they've helped me, they helped me make this podcast possible just by, you know, offering me the service at a discounted price. I'm going to, I'm helping them beta test it. I'm giving them, uh, I will give them, uh, advice, but so far I, I haven't had to, it's been awesome. It's super easy to use. Um, and because it's so easy to use, I decided to relaunch my old podcast, Driven, uh, which is only eight episodes, but they're in-depth interviews with entrepreneurs. It's kind of like if Mark Marin interviewed internet business owners sort of deal. They're like an hour, a couple hours each. Um, and yeah, I listened to that Chase Reeves one, I think yeah. you did back in the day on that. So what are you doing with that now? How it's, are you relaunching? Yeah, so, so it's just you can, it's on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher right now. So I oh you right, took it down you weren't I, yeah I had it well because I didn't like at the time I'm not going to pay for hosting like I was using SoundCloud and I was like ugh I you know SoundCloud was like fifteen dollars a month and I'm like I'm not really using SoundCloud all that much and it got it was really hard to publish podcasts through that but with Transistor like I can publish multiple shows and they're all separated and it's like it's really easy to to like think about each show as its own thing and then it has its own episodes and its own stats and its own RSS links and it's really just I was like, oh, well, this took me like, you know, half hour to republish everything. It's pretty cool. Nice. So uh, if you want to search for it, it's probably going to be hard to find since I literally just launched it. Um, but I went onto uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes and I just searched for Driven In-Depth because the show is like Driven colon In-Depth Interviews with Online Entrepreneurs. So uh, if you find it, you can you can try searching for my name, but I don't think it's going to come up, but it's pretty hard to find. But um, maybe maybe it gets some uh, some love, and maybe it's easier to find later. So, uh, so yeah, that's it for I, the. So, so like, let's yeah. let's get into our topic, I suppose. But one last podcasting note: I just started yes. using a tool called Listen Notes. So listen notes. listennotes.com. It's got a way better search than iTunes. So if you're looking for new podcasts for a certain like you're into productivity or you're into business or you're into freelancing or whatever comedy you can Mm -hmm. search that. And it has a much better search algorithm than iTunes. You could also search your own name or other people's names and see all the podcasts that they've been on. So it's been a kind of a cool little thing to go through. I'm I'm currently on a, you happen to just ask me to come on the podcast, but Stephen Worley, a mutual friend of ours and I are on a podcast roundup. We're trying to get on a bunch of podcasts. I've been using that app to, uh, to do that. Oh, cool. Are you, did you, did you, did you use my, uh, guests page that I created? Oh, the, mm, you know what I'm talking about? So if you go to remember, yeah, I remember you doing that back in the day. Yeah. If you go to moneylab.co slash guest, you can see, Mm -hmm. I just did this page where I sent it out to a bunch of podcasters basically, or I, I didn't even send it out. I just emailed like one or two people, or I think I emailed my list or whatever. And I was just like, Hey, I'm using this as a stunt to get on a bunch of podcasts. And it worked. I got on like 20 or 30 podcasts or something in a month. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to steal some ideas from this. I do have sort of a hi, hire me as a podcast. I'm really awesome. I know what I'm doing, but it's <laughs> yeah. not as funny as, is this one? And I remember booking you and then fucking up the, uh, the recording and uh, never playing it. So sorry. Well, there you go. Uh, but yeah, so I was going to say, let's, let's jump into this topic. I, that was a kind of a, that was 10 minutes of just, just yeah, well, can, housekeeping. <laughs> it's a new podcast. We're figuring things out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I want to talk about writing on the internet. We've actually already recorded this, this episode once we used zoom as our recording device. And I'll be honest, like the conversation that we had I listened back to not the whole thing because I hate hearing my voice, but I listened to a, some of it and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. We did good. It just sounded like shit. So <laughs> I didn't publish it. And also we that was when the show had a different format. We were I was trying this whole thing where I was flipping the format where Zach would be the host or anybody that I brought on as a guest would be the host and I would be the guest. And uh, after thinking about it and, and listening back to it, I'm like, eh, this is stupid. <laughs> this is a stupid gimmick that's not going to work. More housekeeping. <laughs> yeah, more housekeeping. Anyway, uh, so um, do you remember anything we talked about in the last? I, just now that you brought that up, I was trying to find the outline of 
the, the sort of the questions that I have. Oh, I emailed you a bunch of questions. So I'm going to look for those. But I think the basic idea was, uh, it, because I was interviewing you, uh, yeah. we both write words on the internet. I think you write more. I don't think. I know you write more words on the internet than, than I do. And I know more people read those words than, uh, than, than people who read my words on your various sites, including Money Lab. It, so yeah. I wanted to ask you what your writing process is because – out of all of my friends, you really do pr probably produce or hit publish the most, either when it comes to newsletters or yeah. blog posts or updates. Are, so are Go you ahead. taking into consideration all of my other sites or just are you just talking about Money Lab? I mean, I only read Money Lab. Okay, I, so you are, yeah, okay, that's, so you are only talking about Money Lab. Yeah, and I know you have writers for the other sites. Sure, I know you okay. used to write for those other sites, but now you, yeah. you have writers that right. you hopefully pay, which we kind of talked about <laughs> awkwardly on the podcast. We don't have to get into that again. <laughs> yeah, I do pay them. Yes. Yeah, good job. Uh, and I, I try to. It wasn't to about not paying them. It was no, I, no, totally. And I try to pay well because I, you, I you believe do pay that. Well. Yeah, I believe writing should be – you should be paid well for such an artistic and creative craft. Writing is really hard. Writing is really hard. I fucking hate it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, that was kind of the point, too. It's like you, you mentioned constantly how you dislike writing and it's yeah. hard and you don't like it, yet lots of words come, come on the internet from <sighs> You know, but I compare that to do – you, do you read Paul Jarvis at all? I do, yeah. So, like every, I think it's every Sunday he publishes an article, and I feel like that's a that is a lot. And when like Jason Zook was doing the writing, to me, like every week and the amount he was writing, I'm like, I don't, I could not do this. But you're telling me that you think it's comparable to that, or no? Let me think. Okay. Well, I, you know, so Jarvis's posts are about a thousand, fifteen hundred words, which yeah. is kind of reasonable to do once a week and you're you seem seem to put 800 to a thousand words out a week pretty consistently it's not uh, uh, i don't know it's, yeah. it's always it's always maybe grass is greener like i can't it, some some people are like how do you do a podcast every week and i'm i say talking is easy oh yeah so, like <laughs> yeah i agree with that talking is very easy which is why I, I would you know honestly like i've done this podcast three times so far and i'm like all i'm so bored between episodes i'm like i could do this daily easily it just it's the scheduling that's the problem for me it's not the talking you know but to go on the the writing thing like i look at you know these guys who are doing and, and gals who are doing and whoever uh who are doing these you know whether they're a thousand words or 800 words or whatever a week and doing like a weekly newsletter and a weekly blog or whatever i I don't think I could do that. And I, I think what I do on Nani Lab is completely different. It's, and this is sort of a hack for myself because, again, you're right. I don't like writing. I find it very difficult to do. I, it's not that I sit in front of a computer and I don't know what to type on the screen. Like, I don't have writer's block because usually I'll just, uh, free free flow and I can do that. I, I just don't like typing and writing and thinking and doing all that's kind of boring for me and it's isolating and I can't listen to any music or sounds or anything because I get completely distracted. So usually when I'm writing, I have to put on, I don't know, like I rarely do this, but I used to put on jazz music that didn't have any lyrics. But if I put on something with lyrics, I can't write. It's not going to work. So I can't listen to a podcast. Can't listen to, can't have TV in the background. Can't uh, even listen to music that has words or lyrics in it. Uh, and to me, that's the, so boring to work in that sort of atmosphere of like complete silence. So, but, but what makes it so easy or the reason I can publish so much, I guess, is because I'm just writing about what I did. It's mm. a, it's a, it's a freaking journal. So yeah, it's more transcribing. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I did this. I'm literally going to, like, every day I do write. I write for myself. I have a journal. I use day one uh, as a day one app or something um, on my Mac and on my laptop. And I don't use it on my phone because it's like, I'm not going to write shit on my phone. That's stupid. Uh, so I, because I need a keyboard. So I, I write every day. It's just for me. And then with Money Lab, I'm like, well, I'm doing the same thing, except I am editing it more and I'm joking more. 
So when I write to myself, I don't make jokes because there's no one's going to read it. It's just me. So I use it. Um, I write every day, or at least I try to write every day. And then I compile everything that I've written every month into an entrepreneur journal that I, you know, I use Google Docs. And I, every month I have like eight, like today is, since today is April, sorry, today's May 1st when we're recording this. And every, the first of every month, I write a, uh, I write in my giant entrepreneur journal, which is basically just a Google doc that I create called April, 2018. And I just bullet out all of the things that I accomplished in April. And I write and I go through my daily journal and I read it just to go, Oh, what did I accomplish this month? Oh, this, this, this. Okay. And I just write it kind of like record it all into this thing. So I do write a lot. It's just not published. And, and what I do publish on money lab happens to just be, I'm just telling a story of something that actually happened to me very, very recently. So it's very easy. I don't have to, you know, it's not, not, not like I have to come up with, you know, other people's stories or do any sort of research whatsoever. If I had to do that, fuck me, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to write anything because I'd rather not, which is why, you know, swimming diversity, when I was writing for that site, it was so painful because I'm writing, you know, blog posts about getting rid of pool algae and you can only write about that so many times before you want to blow your brains out. So I decided that somebody else needed to be the writer on that site. But you did manage to do it for a while and you did manage to get traffic before you hired people. I imagine you could yeah, just hire people with no traffic. Yeah, but it, I wasn't consistent. I'll be honest. Like I, and it took me probably a week to do a, an, a single article. Maybe that's not true. Maybe a day. <laughs> I don't know why I said a week. It takes me weeks to do Money Lab articles because I spend I spend so much time editing editing those sometimes because um, I I don't have that many articles on Money Lab like ones that are not challenges or experiments and so the ones that I do have on Money Lab that are articles take me about a week to write because I write them and then I I I talk with staff to go over um, is this you know is this right is this timeline correct cuz it's usually stuff that's happened to me but i tell it in more of a story you know i'm trying to be entertaining in there so that one i take a little bit more time but for the journal stuff it's kind of just free flow whatever i want to say and then i go back and edit and it takes about a, you know a day yeah well th- that was the uh, the thing i'm remembering and i'm sorry if i've been not paying attention to you i probably I don't multitask well. I've been looking for this outline the whole time. You can't find <laughs> talking. it? No, I can't really find it. I had like Wait, 10 did you, you didn't I, send I, it to me, though. I emailed it to you. You said, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? I was like, great. Here's, here's some questions I have about your writing that I'm still oh. looking for. But uh, one of the things that I remember we talked about last time was how much time you spent on the, the opening sentence to make sure yeah. that it was either interesting or funny and that you – you while you don't like writing, you love the editing process. And we talked about your email page on Money Lab and how it started off as as just inspiration, but you just dropped a bu- bunch of f bombs about how stupid it is that people are always asking for their emails. And you took some time to edit and craft it, and yeah, talk to your girlfriend Steph, talk to your friend Jason, yeah, Zoe, and, and and refine that process. And you enjoy that. And I think there are some things that people can learn about the editing process from you. Maybe maybe your maybe your self deprecation is too much to admit that you're a decent writer, but you yeah. are a good editor. Well, so I yeah I I get that, um, and I found that email by the way. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. No, to me, I just I'm like I I can't I can't do it. I can't do two things. So yeah, it's it's really hard for me to say that I'm a good writer because I've kind of baked it into my brain that I'm not. Um, but every time I've ever said that publicly, everyone like wants to punch me and say like, that's not true. Stop saying that you, it's clear that you are. And, and it's funny cause I, the other day I sent out an email about this podcast. I was launching this podcast. So I created, created an email in MailChimp, sent it to my list. It's about 1300 people. And my friend Travis Sherry of extra pack of peanuts.com was on that list. And I had written this whole article about, starting the podcast, which I think ended up being like maybe 2,500 words or something. And it took me probably four days to write that because I wrote it. And then I, well, no, maybe it took me about a week to write that. Cause I, I wrote the initial part of it. And as I write, I go back and edit. So I'm not one of those people who just like, 
I don't, first of all, I don't write an outline. Uh, if I'm doing a how to article that like I literally have to plan out, I'll do an outline. But for the most part, if I'm just writing uh, an article, I will just start writing. And do you know, because sometimes people talk about, because that's a question I think a lot of people have is, do you write an outline? I, I think yeah. you can fall one camp or the other on that one. And good point with the, the more like tutorial articles versus like storytelling articles. But yes. do you have, like when you started that podcast post, did you say, yes. I know this is the result that I want to get, or this is the outcome or this is no, the- oh, okay. no, I just, no, I just wanted to talk about how I'm starting this podcast again. And so I just, I write so it as if planning as we had <laughs> coming yeah, into this. No, totally. Yeah. And I write it just like, oh, okay. I'm like, Hey, I started a pot. Like I'm, I'm thinking about starting another podcast and I've already done this once and here's what I'm expecting from it. And then I just I was like, okay, well, I'll turn this into an H3 tag or I'll turn this into an H2 tag or, you know, like maybe I'll start it out as bullet points. And I'm like, you know what? I actually want to expand on these bullet points. So I'll go back and say, oh, now they're H2 or H3 tags and I'll expand on it and, and create multiple paragraphs rather than just have bullet points, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. um, so as I'm writing, I'm formatting and editing at the same time and I'm sort of slowly going down and building out a thing. And so as I'm writing, I'm like, oh, fuck, I have this idea. Like, where can I throw this? And so I'll, I'll just start writing it and I'll throw a couple of like spaces in there knowing that I know I, I have to, I have to find a spot for these, for this block of text. Does that make sense? Yeah. I recently oh, had one yeah. of my biggest writing projects I think I've ever been a part of. I was helping this travel company create a webinar that we eventually turned into a five-part video series because it ended up being too long. I think it was like 12,000 words. And I was in the middle of it. I think it was week two or so of, of writing the script for this. And I normally, when I do webinars, I just bullet point and kind of shoot from the hips. Uh, but uh, this person wanted a word for word script. So I was scripting everything out mm-hmm. and I was just lost. I didn't even know where I was, if I had an idea, I didn't know where to put it, but I was, I was writing in Google docs. So what I did is, is started using Google docs has the H1, H2. And for those who aren't familiar, that's just like major headline, second major headline, third major headline is what it stands for. And if you open a certain setting in Google docs, there's an outline that has, yep, that you could see everything and click a button and go right to the, the part of the post that you're working on. So then I had these little containers, these little buckets that all I had to do was fill them up. And some of them was like, oh, I need some more buckets here, or I've got way too many buckets over here. And it really helped me out. This is the first time I've ever strongly leaned on outlining, but for a big big article or a big script or or a book, I suppose you'd probably want to outline a book. uh, it, It seemed to be helpful. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. When I, I, so here's what's funny. It's not funny. I don't even know why I said it's funny. It's not funny. I don't write my, I don't write in Google Docs. Um, meaning like I don't write my blog posts that on Money Lab in Google Docs. I write them in WordPress. And the reason that I did, the reason I do that currently is because I use a program called Grammarly that makes me sound less stupid when I write. Um, and it's a Chrome plugin. Do you, do you use that? I use Grammarly. Yeah. Okay. Do you pay for it? I pay for it. I don't pay for it. So I'm a baller. So I pay for it. Just letting <laughs> you know. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I have, That's there's, how great there's I am. 20 advanced grammatical errors on all my articles that I have no idea what they are because I haven't paid them. <laughs> you haven't paid for it. So I, I, yeah, I, I, it, to me, it's a, I don't use it as a crutch, but it is so helpful. Cause I'll, I'll, you know, one of the things like I'm an Oxford comma, comma user. That's, I just decided that that's who I am and that's who I'll be. Uh, and you know what an Oxford comment is, right? Yes. And I'm oh. the, I'm the non Oxford and that's okay. been one of the one reasons why I was thinking about upgrading because it always tells me to put that damn comma in there after the last thing. You can, and I don't you want can, it in there. right. There's a setting to, yeah, there's you a setting. Pay, you got to pay to adjust uh, the settings. Same I, with, honestly, I might've paid just for that feature because <laughs> I, I am an Oxford comma user. Also, so I wanted that. Nikita. Her yeah. name spelled a little bit odd. 
There's yeah. uh, there's some other ones. Is even Zach Z A C K. They don't they don't like it doing it that way. So there's a bunch of words that I'm just like, oh, I'm maybe gonna pay for you someday, but not yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's like 139 dollars for the whole year I pay. But mm-hmm. I know that's a lot. But it's to me, it's worth it because I again, I'm writing a lot. But so again, I use Grammarly. And I, I, and because of that, I had to write in WordPress, but now Grammarly works in Google docs, which it used to not. So that is, that may change where I write because the one good thing about Google docs is yes, you have that outlining feature, which is really cool. Um, and you can do H1 tags and all that stuff and you can export, uh, there's, I think there's an extension where you can export, uh, into HTML markup. So you could basically just export right into the text editor of WordPress. So you don't have to do any formatting. And I've seen writing. WordPress plugins where you can import yeah. uh, Google Docs straight into. Right, right. And so I'll probably end up doing that. And uh, what's really cool about Google Docs is the autosave. It's like how it saves like every time you type a letter, mm, a single letter. Yeah. So. And sometimes, like, I know WordPress has, like, revisions and stuff, but because I use WP Engine as my host, they kind of get rid of that. So it's, so if, like, shit does go wrong on the internet, uh, like, you know, I lose internet or whatever, it's like, I hit a button and it's like, I don't know, it says, it, some sort of fucking WordPress error. Uh, I end up having to, like, lose or going back and doing some, like, crazy shit. It's not a big deal, mm-hmm. but I'm glad, I, I think I might start writing in Google Docs. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I so I that's cool that they it works in in Google Docs now because I've always noticed Grammarly working in Gmail, which is probably one of my favorite features. So I don't sound like oh, an yeah. idiot on email. Yep. But you can also download an app on your computer and edit it at the very end, which is sometimes a good way of going about it because. If you're noticing every single red line when you spell something wrong or you missed your yeah. Oxford comma or whatever, it can it can slow you down and, and have you lose your train of thoughts. It sounds yeah. like that's how you write. So <laughs> yeah, edit right, uh, edit right, edit right. But for somebody who wants to just get in the in the zone and still use Grammarly, I, I often start writing on just a, a plain text doc, and it doesn't have any. Even if I spell words wrong, there's no red line under it. It just completely oh, go, okay. go from scratch. Yeah. Then I, then I throw it into Grammarly, check the grammar, and then I throw it into this app that you used to use that you no longer use called Hemingway to make sure it's punchy and short and, and to the point. Right. Yeah, I don't use Hemingway anymore because they. It used to be I could write in Hemingway or I could I never wrote in Hemingway. I wrote in WordPress, copy and pasted, pasted it into Hemingway, did all my editing to shorten up my sentences and and be more punchy and then, you know, copy and paste and throw it back into WordPress. The problem now is when you copy and paste out of Hemingway, it throws in all of these erroneous div and span tags that just you know, fuck up my formatting on WordPress. So I don't use it anymore. And I've reached out to them and said, why do you do this? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And I thought like over time they would figure it out and not do it. But it's the uh, last time I used it, which wasn't too long ago, like a couple of weeks ago, it was, they were still doing it, which is a shame because I would love, I, I really wish Hemingway was built into Grammarly. That would be, f- that would be so if those awesome. two could have sex, it would make, oh very- my God. Uh, uh, have sex and just be a wordpress <laughs> plugin yeah that would be awesome i mean no not even wordpress like i like the fact that it's a chrome plugin because it works across everything it works in email it oh, works in true, yeah yeah i love that it works in like facebook and twitter you know it works when i need it the most nice. uh so yeah i yeah so that's basically do you ever use any apps like uh scrivener or, or any other formatting never, apps? i've never used scrivener before Mm. I I used to use Evernote and then Google Docs was I, Evernote had that whole debacle where they were they like upcharged everybody yeah and people kind of like flipped out and I was like well this program sucks anyway I can't do uh live what do you call it live editing with somebody else like I can't mm-hmm. share a, a Google I can't share a document or a note with somebody else and we can both be typing at the same time so Andrew and I, when we did Listen Money Matters podcast, we used Evernote for everything, but we'd have to sync just to see each other's changes. So we ended up going to Google Docs anyway, because you could do it in real time. And then I'm like, at, that, at this point, 
why not I just use a bunch of Google Docs instead of a bunch of notes in Evernote? And then I also have Google Sheets. I also have, you know, presentations. I can also upload, like, I'm like, for $10 a month, it was totally worth it for me. And now I run my entire, like, file system off of Google Drive. Because it, and yeah. and the main reason is because it has formatting stuff, or it has, you know, Word document and, and spreadsheets, too. So, like, well, unlike... For ten dollars a month, I think that's the same price. You get a, a terabyte of a terabyte, storage. Yeah, so yeah. You, you can run your podcast off of it too. You can save all the audio files and organize it there. Oh, I didn't even think to do that. Is that possible? Yeah. Can you really do that? Oh, totally. Yeah, oh. I I stopped paying for Dropbox uh, a year ago because they kept on trying to upgrade me to business and and yeah. kicking Nikita out and and other people that I was having help do work on it. They're like, oh, well, I've upgraded to business and we'll... Right, yeah, that's a pain in the ass. And that's $15 per person. So if I'm working with three people, that's 45 bucks a month, Google Drive. It's still the $10 that I was already paying for. So yeah, it works really well. Just use yeah. the, the selective sync or I'm not sure what it's called. That's that's Dropbox. Uh, but but sync it to your hard drive. and it Which makes is what I do. Yeah, right. which... I, oh, you know what? I learned that from you. Because I, 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 had, I had such a hard time organizing Google Drive because if you go to googledrive.com, it's not uh-huh. very intuitive, especially if you just create a new document. It, it's hard to move it around. But if you have yeah. it synced to your, your desktop or your machine somewhere, you can then drag and drop and, and sort of move them around a little bit more effectively. Yeah, but all my 60 or so, ooh, shameless plug, episodes of Able Business Radio, which is a weekly business productivity show uh, are, all, are all in there yeah think of this but less rambly and less funny <laughs> well i don't know have we been funny we're not funny mm, well yeah not, uh, not quite yet step it up man. Uh, oh okay <clears throat> uh <laughs> did you hear the one about how to choose your own headlines I'm, I'm reading your did you get my email by the way with all your questions oh no i haven't checked my email yet so uh, i mean i yes, have it it's you know do you outline uh so we answered that i don't uh so so here's the thing i am in the middle of writing an article about brewing water chemistry and i am not outlining even that because i don't know where i'm gonna go with it i start Mm -hmm. writing and i'm like well you know and then i'll you know i'll write something and then I say, well, you know what? This really needs to like I write, and then when I'm editing, or as I'm editing, and even at the very end, I move sections around. Like I'll copy and paste whole sections and move them because I'm like, well, you really need to know about this topic before you know this. And I guess that's the reason why people outline, so you don't have to do all that. But sometimes I don't oh, want to write in outline what? format. In the time between we recorded this first episode and and now we're talking, yes. I heard something uh, which made me feel justified in the way that I write, and it'll justify the way that you write. It's this guy I really like. His name's Professor Jordan Peterson. He's in some hot water on the – okay, whatever. He's got some – Dude, I don't, know, I don't know how I feel about that motherfucker right some now. Some baggage. I, I, yeah. I love him. I, I think I, – but I just don't know how I feel. I'm, I'm trying to consume, and I just don't know how I feel yet. Just want to let you know that we won't, we don't necessarily need to go in that digression, but (laughs) it's fine. uh, He talked about how he spent, I think six or seven years writing his book maps of meeting meaning. And he spent three Uh hours every single day on it. And the reason why it took him so long and so much cognitive energy and regardless of what your political opinions of, of him are, or maybe just your feelings about him are, uh, he's got a high IQ. Like, off yeah. the charts, ridiculous verbal IQ. And he spent tons and tons and tons and tons of times writing this book because he was writing to figure out what he thought. Where I think a lot of articles that you see people whip out in an afternoon or maybe a couple hours, mm-hmm. they know, they already know what they've thought. And so they're just putting it down to words and they could have an outline of those words ahead of time. So a structure I've been using recently is, is – problem so talk so, and, and i'm always writing because i want to people to mm-hmm. work with me so if, if i come across a problem with a particular client i talk about that problem i talk about what people might be feeling or thinking about when they have that problem maybe even talk about things they might have tried before to solve that problem 
Yeah. And then just like I would in a coaching call, I just like, oh, step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. Like these are the things that will solve this problem. And now solution, like you should be feeling this way. If you're not feeling this way, hey, maybe you should sign up for my email list or listen to this podcast or hmm. or book a call with me. Like that's that sort of structure that I've been using for things that I already know. But it sounds right. like with this article for all the chemistry that you're learning and all of the other right. bits and pieces, you are writing to figure out what you know. And, right, and that's what I, he was describing. And it's 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 like I don't know. It, it, it's yeah, that's a, idea. I mean, that is a good way to put it because I'm currently reading a book about brewing water chemistry that's incredibly dense and it's very hard to read even as somebody who knows a little bit about this subject. Uh, I'm reading it and I'm thinking, how am I going to – like how just – I'm not reading it and taking notes because taking notes to me is a college thing to do and a high school thing to do. And I was never good at either of those things. So I'm just going to uh, read it and let the information kind of sink in and, and practice it a little bit in, you know, actually doing it, you know, brewing with water chemistry and using chemicals and stuff. And then I'm going to take what I've sort of figured out in my head and what I've, what I've naturally distilled in my own brain and put that into words and then figure out how to order that. So if I does that make sense if I'm what I'm saying? Because I know this is like yeah. a really hard because it's it's it is a dense subject, but even if I go out and I learn everything there is to know about SEO, and I've taken 10 years to do all this, I have all of this SEO knowledge in my brain, right? I've clearly throughout history, I've never taken notes about SEO. I don't have any research documents lying around my house or in my computer anywhere. It's all in, it's all in my brain. And I'm not going to outline something. I'm just going to start writing just to get that shit out. And then I'll organize it later because I just need it. I just kind of need to brain dump everything that I know and then I'll fill in gaps that make, you know, I'll, I'll look at it and go, okay, let me reorder this and then say, well, actually, you know what, between this section and this section, I actually need to talk about this and I do know something about that. So let me just bang that out. So I'll go in and, and, and kind of, you know, add a block of text in between two sections if, if I need to fill in gaps. Cause so I keep rereading it over and over again and thinking, uh, cause I'm basically it's my thought, so I'm I'm trying to organize it for my stupid brain because my brain distills a lot of things, and so uh, that and that's sort of how I write. Because otherwise, if I just did an outline, I don't know if I'm going to be able to think of it every. I don't want to. Like, I'm not thinking of everything in a scope. I'm thinking of one thing, and it's like I want to talk about link building right the fuck now because that's what's on my brain. So I'm going to go and just tear into link building and write. Who knows? 800 words, 1,000 words about link building. And then I go, okay, well, I got that out. Let me edit that down to like 600 or 400 words or something. Now I have a section on link building and I can build around that, which obviously some things are going to come before that. Some things are going to come after that. And same with this brewing water thing. I want to get you know, uh, the calcium sulfate or sorry, calcium chloride and sulfate ratio section of brewing chemistry out of my head because that's what I'm, that's what I know the most. So I'm going to put that down on paper or on internet and, and just build around that and go, well, wait a minute. Okay. I got that out. So you need to know about mash pH before we talk about this. And we need to know about, all, you know, so then I'll start filling in the gaps all around it. So Some, something uh, maybe be helpful for you. I've gotten this advice before and it's never really worked for me, but m mind mapping, it almost sounds like maybe that could work for you. So you just have a circle. It's like, okay, this is the pH yeah. stuff that I actually know about and connect. That means I have to, to write on and, paper though. Yeah, it's true. You, you just like, all I'm not a, I, I have such bad penmanship that I don't write. I don't write with my pen, even though I'm sitting, I'm holding a pen. I don't write with it. Like I, I think I talked about this on the last time we recorded this, which was you did, yeah. You, know, like, you don't buy fancy notebooks because you don't, you don't deserve them, <laughs> right? My my handwriting doesn't deserve these nice fancy notebooks. So I, you know, and Steph, who you know, I see the way she writes in her moleskin, and I'm like, if someone finds this, this is this is entertainment. It looks amazing, like it's it's art. And when I write in a moleskin, it looks like chicken scratch like a doctor's chicken scratch and it's there's no drawings it's really stupid and i'm like no one's gonna read this this doesn't even look cool you know how like 
handwriting can look cool. If you, you ever like mm-hmm. buy an album and you like back in the day when they had CDs and you pull out the CD and you look at the lyrics and they're all handwritten, you're like, wow, this is like the actual photo of the guy writing the lyrics or whatever. I always thought that was so cool. But then when I, when I tried to do that, I'm like, my handwriting looks like a fucking child and I'm not going to, this is not cool. And so I don't write things down and I don't, I draw, I'm good at drawing, but not good when I do it quickly. And so mind mapping to me, it just makes things more like messier. I like getting things out and like, uh, so that's sort of how my brain works is I like being organized and I used to not be, but I, I like being organized. So typing words on the screen and organizing it and making sure that sentence is perfect. Even if it's a tweet, even if it's my own journal, I do edit my own journal entries because I want things to look clean and pretty and you know, whatever. So do you ever, it sounds like because you're a little bit scattered with, with how you organize an article, do you ever have trouble with starting an article and then walking away from it and then forgetting to come back to it or not coming back to it or coming back to it so long in the future you don't even know where you're going no because i come back and i'll reread it i'll reread the whole article and go okay i know exactly where i'm going to pick up now or i'm going to talk about this and i'm going to or i'll go back and reread it and i'll realize oh wait a minute i skipped a whole there's nothing in between these two paragraphs there needs to be some context and so i'll just go and add that so actually going back and rereading it every time my editing and my writing gets better and better because I, when I reread it, I go, especially the next day or, you know, even a week from that, you know, however long I'll read it and go, well, that sentence sounds stupid. And I'll rewrite that sentence to either be shorter or to read better or have a better joke, or I come up with a joke as I'm rereading it. So I actually like the idea of spending, even if your article is a thousand words, or let's say it's 500 words, even if your article is 500 words, writing it every single day, like don't publish it as soon as you're done writing 500 words, you you write 500 words, wait a day. The next day I would go back, read those 500 words, maybe add another hundred words, maybe delete uh, sentences that don't make any sense. And if you, and I, every time I've done that, I've written stuff that people go, dude, you are a very good writer. And it's like, no, I'm a very good editor. And you you said that and and read it out loud. I don't believe in printers, (laughs) but why (laughs) fucking own a printer? I've never seen the the need for them. And I get so mad because we went to Red Rocks and saw Wolfpack last week. And Steph's like, we have to print out the ticket. I'm like, no, we don't. 2018. Why are we printing anything? And she's like, that's what they want. Now it turns out now you can do it without printing them. But I'm like, no, she had to go to friggin' Kinko's and print out concert tickets. It's like, dude, it's 2018. We have cell phones that I can go to the airport with no tickets. It's insane. So no, I don't print anything out. <laughs> do you read it aloud though? Do you read ever? No, read it out? no. Oh, okay. Only because I don't want to look in, a moron. Especially if I go to a coffee shop or something, I'm not going to read out loud. What am I, weird? <laughs> Even if I'm sitting here alone, I'm not going to be... Like, I feel weird now that I'm talking to nothing because you're. Not, I can't see your face. Oh, yeah. So it just feels weird that I'm just talking into a black stick. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Does that, you know yeah, is that not weird? I, I, I have enough guests on that... Did, I give them a choice. I say, do you want to have it on or, or not? And oftentimes I'm looking at an outline to make sure I'm, I'm heading in the right place. So yeah. I'm all right with it. And plus I'm home alone a lot. So the dog. Yeah. Leaves I mean, I, I mean, yakking. yeah. And Steph knows what I do. So it's not, she knows that I, if I read, read something out, she reads stuff out loud and she'll, and if she's sitting behind me, she'll say, Hey, I need to read this out loud. I was like, okay. And I'll throw my headphones on and she'll read out loud. Uh, like when she's writing I'm scripts, I'm just trying to run through timed. all the all the different writing techniques or tips that I've heard over the years because I've been trying attempting to put words on the internet for not as long as you, but for a good four or five years. And you hear all these different things, and so just for people who are attempting to yeah. do the same and maybe earlier on, just know that hey, some of, some of these might work for for you, and and obviously we have our own little little styles. So sure. I'll, I'll I, tell you. Reading out loud works well for me sometimes because yeah. I, I like it because I, I think there's a couple things that 
that go into your writing style and when I do it right, my writing style, which is it's our actual voice. So we write mm-hmm. like we would talk. And if if people find the way that you talk interesting, they would find the way that you write interesting. Uh, and right. then also it helps you just make sure you're being clear and focusing in on the problem or whatever you're, you're trying to solve. Another thing that we haven't really brought up yet, which I think you typically do a good job with is focusing on the reader and uh, not on yourself. So rather than just saying, I did this, I did that, I did this. You, you talk about like, here's, you know, here's what went down and you're, you're, you're more focused on, on solving a problem than just, like telling all the, all the things that you know about something. Yeah. I, you know, I wanted to bring up, um, one of the reasons why I am so defensive about my writing in the sense that I don't think I'm very good. You know, that whole, that Mm -hmm. whole chestnut. Um, I think it's because I've been so bad at it my whole life, or at least I've been told I'm so bad at it. Uh, well, you, My you whole failed life. that English class and community yeah, I didn't, college. I, yeah, the reason I dropped out of college is because of an English teacher who pissed me off um, and said that my writing wasn't good. And I'm like, this is insane. And I, I got good marks uh, doing creative writing. So when I took creative writing classes, I did very good in those because I don't think grammar matters. But as soon as grammar starts to kick in, it's like, ugh. And I had a friend of mine who is who considers himself an author. I don't know if he's ever written anything, but he's uh, or published anything, I should say. But he used to tell me, you know, I don't care what all these people are telling you, but you're a good writer because you can write. You write as you, how you talk. And I mm-hmm. think because I've never studied grammar and I kind of avoided it, and it, I've 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 rallied against it, just in my childhood and growing up, that writing now on the internet requires a sort of ignorance, like a grammar ignorance, if that makes any sense, because I I remember Tim Ferriss, when he was writing his book was trying to be very, when he wrote his first book, he said he was trying to be very uh, poised and he, he was a Princeton student. So everything was like well-written. And then he sort of developed this style that he was just writing to a friend. And for me, that's always, I've never had that formal training. So I've never had to get that formal training away. So my writing on the internet, everyone says it, my, my friend, Travis, who I mentioned earlier, who he, the reason I mentioned him was he, he, he actually recorded a video and he's a friend of mine. It's not like an internet thing. He like, he recorded a video and was like, I read your podcast post that I just put out the, the one about starting this show. And he's mm-hmm. like, I, I know that you say you're bad at writing, but dude, this was really fucking good. And he's like, you write, I, he's like, I can picture you saying this to me, which is, which I know is a skill that some people have to get. And I, I've never had that block. I've, you know, does that make any sense? Like I've never had like formal training where I've had to kind of throw away that formal training and write like you should write on the internet because I do think the internet and writing a book is two different things. Like if I wrote a book well, right now, the five it would paragraph be, essay that we all learned how to do in high school. Like I, I don't even know seen. what you're talking about. I, oh, really? <laughs> That's how bad I don't know this shit. <laughs> yeah, like, I hated I, those. We used to write them every week in AP English class. Yeah, I I just never I failed. I mean, I I failed. It's, I I don't even want to exaggerate. It's true, and so. I don't know. I think that's sort of a weird, I I think I kind of got around this system where, you know, cause it's, I think back in the day it was, if you were a good writer with good grammar and like you were, you know, you were good at writing letters, that was a, that was held in high regard. But now that people are blogging, it's sort of the other way. Like people want that raw, you know, sort of, I don't know, this just rawness. And so since I've never had that, I've never had to worry about, Oh, am I being too grammarly right now? Or am I, you know, that's, that's basically, I don't know. That's what I'm, 
I hope it makes some fucking sense in some way. Yeah. So, but I don't know how to like, teach that. Basically, in the in the 1800s, it was like, dearest Magdalene. We, yeah. I'm I'm holding you. At, I I don't know. I can't even. And I bet words. you, you know, it's, you know, it's funny about that. Yes, that sounds so professional, but I guarantee you, I could fake that to the point where you thought I was good, just because my brain would just think, oh, how would Benjamin Franklin write this, you know, and I could do that because I can put myself in that position creatively and throw something out that if you read it, you were like, holy shit, this guy's really good at writing. And I've done that. I've, I've published this book back in the day. I, I, I used to write, um, <laughs> when MySpace was a thing, I used to write these blog posts because MySpace had blog, a blog built in. If you didn't, did you ever use MySpace? Or I, I never, you're, you're older than me. I'm a little older. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, make me feel old. No, start- no, I just, I didn't get, I, when I graduated high school, which is, it's hilarious. It, yeah. I mean, it was what? Oh, four. Uh, I was basically, oh, that's not that much. Older. No, no, I'm not that much older than you or you're not that or much younger. Older. Yeah. We're about yeah. the same way, age. I just, I didn't like computers. I was like, I don't like computers. Oh. I'm not Dude, gonna- I didn't like computers all through high school either. I got my first computer when I started college. Yeah. Same way. I got it because I wanted to edit videos for my band. <laughs> it wasn't even for college, really. Uh, but yeah, I so basically I was I used to go to I mean I worked at a pool store, so we had a lot of free time to just sit around and fuck around on the internet. And uh, just because in the winter time, no one buys pools, so I had a lot of free time. And I used to write these. Now that I, now I understand the style, it was it was stream of consciousness. So I would just blog about fucking nothing like it was just in in just insane prose with bad grammar bad spelling the whole thing but i would i would write it once i wouldn't even look at it and i would just hit publish what was funny because all my friends you know all of them but most of my friends who were on myspace like would read them because i would publish them and i guess you would get notifications but a, a few of my friends like were english majors and or at least like held good writing in high regard and they were just so mad at me like one friend in particular was just so fucking mad at me because he would just like this is a brain abortion this is entire this is so bad like i can't believe i'm reading this this is garbage and so i did it for three years and one christmas i decided to compile all of my blog posts with some photos that i had taken that i have a theme or did was it no there's no, there's no theme. And <laughs> it's just a, it on my a, chest. Yeah, it was all no. It was. It wasn't even. I could. I should. I should one day read. I, I have you the were in more of an. Was it an emo band or do you just like emo? I was. Eh, yeah, I like emo, but it was. Eh, I would say it's more. If you think Jimmy World was emo, then I was Jimmy. Then I was emo. Yes. That's just. That's kind of pop rock. That's not. Yeah, I, I kind of pop rock. So I. Um, when I, when I compiled all of my blog posts and I published it in a book, a hardcover book, and I gave it to him as a Christmas gift. And he, uh, <laughs> he laughed and it's, he laughed and he's like, Oh, this is going to live on my coffee table forever. Um, cause it's so insane. And I, I took a lot of his comments that were on the blog and I took them out of context. So on the back of the book is, it looks like he's praising me for this book, but it's <laughs> not, I just took him a lot of context. And, uh, it's funny because I published that and it got his dad is an is a legit like English master like he's got masters in English and he taught English at, as a professor and it he saw that I could write a book and publish it and it got him to um, start writing novels again which is cool. Wow. Yeah. That's an inspiring so he's like story. I think he's on like a fifth or sixth novel right now. So that was pretty cool. I mean I I was did it as a joke and to kind of rub it in his face but you know <laughs> Um, uh, so uh, yeah, I hope this was somewhat cool. I don't know. Would you have fun? I had fun. I, I we, we rambled apologies. Uh, but I, I, we got some good words out audio wise on the internet. What, what did yeah. we learn? I, th- that's what we asked last time. And I thought, yeah, really sum up to, to it. I, I felt like I did a lot of talking about my own bullshit. So you tell mm. me what you learned. Because oh, okay. I learned that I can bullshit for hours. That's what I learned. <laughs> yeah, that's a good takeaway. Um, I, I think the big takeaway, uh, thank you, Jor- Dr. Jordan Peterson, like because he's amazing and he does everything wonderfully, mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was that 
I, there, it seems like there's two styles of writing. There, it's writing what you know. So that's your, it's your journals. It's yeah. your, it's your updates to your money lab experiments. And then it's writing to figure out what you know. And that's more difficult. It takes way more time. And it's, uh, it's, it's probably in the end more valuable because it's, yeah. it's new and it's, I it's, like that. Um, so I think that's a big takeaway for me. I think some others is that internet writing is different than formal writing and that the better you can get at your writing the way that you talk and explaining the things that you, you would normally, but maybe just punching it up with some jokes or, um, some better points or just organizing it a little bit better than you would just by having a conversation is, is important. There's a lot of different ways to organize the work and you use none of them. <laughs> um, no, I don't. Oh, and, and editing, I'm, dude. And editing. It's all about editing. Like clean it up, sleep on yeah, it. Yeah, you could be you could be a bad writer, but you could be a good editor. Yeah, I think those are the takeaways. Those are good takeaways. Yeah. And you can all make right. a whole business. I it, one thing that uh, that yeah. the, like the internet is it's mostly words. If you go to the major sites like Reddit or or some of the most popular sites, it's just words. So I think if you can start mastering words, you can start mastering the internet, which, and if you want to start doing that effectively, get your SEO course, right? Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Get my, yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a good, I'll I'll end it there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, thank you, Zach. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, ZacharySexton.com. Yeah, that's my name. And uh, you are um, helping entrepreneurs, service-based entrepreneurs still? Yep, yep. That's who I focus on. So if so, you are – I've actually realized – because I, I'm like, why do I work with so many women? Um, if you are more of a uh, right brain sort of creative person, uh, maybe a coach or a freelancer or yeah. a designer, travel agent, there's there's a lot. Like I've got a wide category of people that I work with, but they're all pretty creative. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll be your left brain and, and put some systems and, and get yeah. some organization in your business is something I'm realizing now. Interesting. I may yeah. need that. Yeah. No, you're organized. I've seen your stuff. I've seen your yeah. Asana. I just don't. I mean, you're I'm organized. Dry. Doesn't mean I like it. Yeah. No, these just people don't. Yeah. It's. I'm getting them in the habit of, of doing yeah. that, so they can they can spend more time doing the stuff that they're good at and less time. Cool. Being lost. Yeah. Thanks, man. Hey. Thank Appreciate you. It. Yeah. So uh, if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss on the show, you can email. You can email. <laughs> You can email me at matt at moneylab.co. Also, feel free to send me new middle name suggestions. I'm open to try new ones out. If you got any, Zach, send them I over. I will. No, I'm, I'm uh, thinking of them now. Sweet. Uh, and if you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. What other ones? Like Overcast, I heard. Overcast. Uh, you, know this. you know this world better than I, I do. I should know more of these. Yeah. Stitcher. Apps. Spotify. I don't Boot, know if it's Buddha Stitcher. Don't if you're using Stitcher, stop it because they put extra ads on the podcast. Boo. So like use use something else. Use Google Play. Use use Yeah, Google Play. The regular podcast player. I use Pocket Cast. That's the one I have oh. on my phone. It's kind of nice. Cool. Is it you have an iPhone? Yeah. All right. I'll check it out. Uh if you really like this show, like really like it, or just like it more than the average listener, please leave us a review because apparently that helps more people find out about us and attracts more sponsors, which makes us more money so we can continue to publish new episodes every week and bonus points for funny reviews. Now, speaking of funny reviews and reviews in general, I got a new one from a guy named Zachary Sexton, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Who <laughs> I, I don't know if you know Zachary Sexton. You can go visit ZacharySexton.com. Um, he might we might have him on the show sometime soon. Uh, he writes, "Are you a fan of people sitting on things that people don't normally sit on? Then this is the show for you." In the first episode, Matt sat on a cucumber. A cucumber, incredible! What will he sit on next? I don't know. It'll be a tough act to follow. I'm betting on a kumquat. But Matt's pretty crazy. Maybe he'll surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Zach. 
<laughs> You're welcome. I, I was listening to a podcast recently, and the the pitch at the end was just give me the stars. Don't worry about the review. So he apparently oh. thinks in the algorithm, all the stars are the only thing that matters. And really, writing the review is kind of the hardest part. But yes, your ridiculous review read on the air is pretty fun. So I'd say yeah. one of those. I figured I'd save that one for when you came on. Ah, thank you. Cool. So finally, uh, visit moneylab.co to follow my experiments and challenges trying to make money online and subscribe to get email updates and announcements from me. I write those emails and I, I write on moneylab.co. That's pr- primarily where and I do all He's doing it too. And so he doesn't dislike it. I, you just, know, it's funny. I enjoy publishing. I just hate the act of writing but I enjoy publishing. I enjoy editing too. I will admit I enjoy the act of editing. I wish I could have my brain sort of like right while I'm asleep. And then the next morning I could just wake up and edit. That would be, that would be grand. But oh, that's one not. tactic I wanted to talk about. So last tactic, uh, rev, why, why don't you yak into a microphone and get it uploaded in a rev? They, they transcribe call- in like, it says 24 hours, but I swear I get them in, in 30 minutes most times. And it's a dollar a minute. Uh, because it costs money. Yeah, but if it was going to take you three hours to write a post and you can talk it out be, in eight minutes. I'll be honest with you. I, it, that's going to be, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I, I, no. All right. <laughs> no. I don't like reading interviews. You like reading interviews? Oh, no, not record, not transcribing this interview, transcribing your thoughts. So, Never mind. All right, we're done. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. If I could just sit here and pontificate on a subject, I think I have to. I have to write. I, I think I'll. I. I you know. I'm here admitting that I. Are you? I hear. I'm. Are you well, an yeah, experimenter? I. Well, I, I am. some shit. I, I. don't know. I did it the other day and it worked pretty well. I was. Well, I'm gonna. I like your Jordan Peterson quote or whatever he said about writing to figure out what you know, because mm-hmm. that is what I do. I. I write and I go. Oh shit. All right, let me clean this up because this is something here, you know? Yeah. So I like that. Yes, it does take longer, but yeah, I think the work is more important, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Talk about uh, yeah. we, we were perfect. We were on the hour mark. Now we're co- going nah, on. That's right. all right. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Matt Givenisi, and I'm sure you can figure out how to spell that. That'd be good. I'm at so, ZW Sexton. ZW Sexton, at ZW Sexton on Twitter. So, uh, Zach, thanks again, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Cool. Thanks for listening. That's it. Bye.